0: This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Ralph Friedman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project.
1: Project, welcome back to this week's episode. So, today, we're going to talk about supplements, which I love talking about because I take them all the time. We're going to talk about the supplements that actually work, why you should take supplements, and also the supplements that don't work. Uh, so, we don't want to waste anyone's time with supplements or money with supplements that don't work Uh, and before we jump into this episode, of course, we do take supplements, the brand that we use and have used for the last six, seven years, you know, whilst trialing other brands as we've gone but always come back to the Australian homegrown true protein that we're always, uh, you know, always just excited to recommend to people. When people like need a good supplement brand, they're getting into supplements for the first time, it's just such a good way to refer them, over to a brand that we trust that we know is good. And it's also like some brands do well, but they only have a couple products and so you're like, all right, this from this brand and this from this brand and this from this. It's annoying. True does it all and they're growing fast. So we really appreciate their support. If you guys want to support them, look at some of their products, the mymuscleproject.com slash TrueProtein. And then of course guys, if you're looking to change up your training, if you're looking to capitalize on the knowledge, the insights, the coaching that we've done with You know, we've learned from the best in the industry. We've also trained with the best in the industry from not just Australia but from the U.S. And of course, don't forget that we've trained thousands of clients across our gyms. If you guys want to capitalize on that knowledge yourself, we have three programs, actually four programs you may want to use. So you can check them out at themindmuscleproject.com slash programs. Uh, We deliver it in an online app with video instructions and an online community and they are the Project Body Fitness Strong and Project Mobility. So you can improve any of those aspects uh, if you want to focus on any of those aspects, pretty self-explanatory. Um, and all those, again, are at themyomuscleproject.com slash programs. Uh, we've had hundreds of, of listeners go through it and they're absolutely loving it. So yeah, you can join that crew, switch up your training, start an eight-week program, and then there's, there's more progressions on after that. Okay, so exciting stuff. Here we go. So we're going to talk about uh, when to actually take supplements. Now, I guess uh, traditionally when you and I were Growing up in the fitness industry, uh we were told constantly that um you know supplements or at least I was told supplements were only to supplement a good diet you know that's why they're called supplements they don't they don't supplement a good diet. What is your take on that now?
0: I mean nothing's really changed mm. I guess the the emphasis on that was that you eat healthy and these are supplements to get around and I guess over time it's changed because man there's some things you it's not just about supplementing the diet. It, it can also be about, hey, you want to go down this path? That's an avenue you can go down. Mm. You know? And it's like not that, oh, yeah, this is like the things that are missing to supplement your diet to make it perfect. It's not like, oh, it's not needed. But if you really want to get into this muscle building or you really want to get into like this endurance type of sport, here's the supplements that do that. Mm. So it's like, oh, you want to spend your life in a slightly different way? Mm. Here's the supplements that can aid that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where I stand on it is like... Uh, I think when you live more life, you f- you find the reality is, you know, you supplement once you have a really solid, well-rounded diet. Realistically, especially if you live in a major city and you're time poor, which is a lot of us and a lot of you listening, it's just not realistic. It's honestly not realistic to live without supplements because you just, you are so busy, your schedule can be so frantic that it's so hard to get in perfect amount of vitamins, minerals, uh, macronutrients and foods every day consistently. It just... It's just a fact of life and so as a result of that, I feel like supplements are just as essential as food in some ways because we need them to support, to supplement the holes that we just have in a modern kind of western major city diet. That's that's where I stand on it. So I do feel like there are staples that last, you know, and better research is coming out. You know, back then, there wasn't as much research 15 years ago when we started in fitness on, you know, supplements and their benefits and now there's a lot more research. So
0: A lot more uh, consistency in the products as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like more consistent in the, in the sourcing and the results and stuff and yeah, so so we're we're pretty I I I'm very pro supplements is what I should say. I was I think I was less pro supplements growing up. Obviously, we used them all, we love to experiment with all that crazy shit, but now I'm definitely more pro supplements, I think. Just cuz realistically, I think they just fit in really nicely with everyday
0: life. And and look, everyone is different, but I do think they're essential. Probably the marketing has got a little bit more on the truthful side as well. But mm. like the marketing was probably in the past a bit more outrageous. As things go, yeah. Whereas now they've like brought it back to the middle. It's like, oh, here's what it is. Less like, here's our ideas of what it can do. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there's a, a couple
1: of supplements, or actually a handful of supplements that look. When we say avoid, every situation is different. It's hard to have black and white rules on things. I just think in these particular cases with these supplements, most of the time, you know, nine times out of ten, it's just you don't need them. You don't need to take them now let's just do this in the context of the general population, right? People that are going to the gym, you're following a program, you're probably training three to five days a week, uh, you train pretty hard, you've got some experience, you know, all the way up to, I guess, where you would stop as like pro athlete, right? So pro athletes, I think they need to do everything. They need to take like all the supplements. I mean, some of it you could argue is a waste of time, but it's like if it's going to potentially give me 0.1%, I take it anyway. Mm. You know, you may as well, Your whole, your whole day, your yeah. whole life is centered around performance. So... I feel like for a pro athlete, this doesn't really apply as much because you're just trying to do anything anyway. Even if there's a little bit of a chance it works, you just try anyway. It's just worth it. But for everyone else, it's not really worth it. So, we're going to start with the top supplements that I feel like you should most of the time avoid. Number one culprit, BCAAs.
0: And this is not really because BCAAs are necessarily bad for you, more just unnecessary given given the price point of them. Yeah. Don't do a huge amount. Um, I did take BCAs quite a long time when I was like into fasting and it can work pretty well there if you just want to stick to your fasting. Mm. Um, but it tends to be something I guess they just put into a lot of products. Even they put into protein products sometimes, like it particularly doesn't make any sense. Mm. Um, so, I wouldn't be concerned if somebody takes BCAs. It would just be something that, hey, you probably don't really need it.
1: I think that's what it is. It's that BCAs inherently aren't harmful in any way, but they're not beneficial either. So for example like one scoop of whey protein or one bite of chicken mm. breast is like the equivalent to half a tub of BCAAs. They're very uh they're not very concentrated and you don't really need them because those other foods have so much more BCAAs in them that your need for BCAAs, BCAAs as long as you're having protein is basically null. Mm. Yeah you know, so um that's why it's just a bit of a waste. It's just really good marketing. People like to have a non-caffeinated colored drink that, you know, has some kind of quote-unquote protein source in it when they train because you know it's like reduces muscle wasting and all this sort of stuff it's it's just not it's just not a thing it's just very very inconclusive small research just blown out you know there's a little bit of marketing here does bca's correlate with you know preventing muscle wasting in this particular study of patients that you know maybe at like hospital bedbound or whatever you know car crash incident yes like slight increase that like cool let's market it to the general population so that's really where the bcaa trap came into and so for most of you if you're taking it now's the time to stop it's just a waste of money so overpriced it was it was i think they have fallen out of popularity a bit man i don't know think people still I, take them. I think i think you'd be surprised i think a fuckload of people still take them there's still people in our gym and take them all the time mm. I'm like what's that? they're like oh bcaa's so i'm like oh fuck <laughs> still they got you um, okay so second one now this one is kind of a category um, so I want to just be careful what goes into this category so I spent a bit of time kind of distinguishing it now I've got pre-workout here as a waste now generally more generally speaking the reason I've put it there is because pre like most people that take a pre-workout maybe not everyone listening to this but most of the fitness community that take a pre-workout they, they take like the super stimulant heavy pre-workouts so they don't really exist on the market anymore like the jack 3ds and stuff but you know the metamorph i think it was called we used to take is had amphetamines in them you know these are these this particular product is designed by supplement companies to ramp people up as hard as hard as possible the majority of companies now someone like true protein they they don't do that you know they're they're, they're not stimulant heavy they're they're pre-workouts but most companies go hard with the stimulants because that's that's the effect right that's the addiction that's where it comes from the problem is you get people like so i guess they they, they become so reliant on having the ritual of having a pre-workout that they work out at 6pm like oh i can't work out unless i've had a pre-workout so you're going to dump 400 milligrams of caffeine at 6pm to do a workout it's just ridiculous you know you need to find motivation you need to find energy you need to understand that sometimes you're going to train your body tired I that's people get used to that peak state of energy to train in. The reality is, there are going to be days where you train and you just don't feel in that peak state, and you have to do, you have to get used to that. Essentially.
0: Yeah, it's more pre workouts can be fun for like a one off. Yeah, particularly the really strong ones. I mean, the crazy strong ones don't exist, but still pretty strong ones are definitely out there. I think it's just because um, obviously some some work quite well. I think like True's got some decent ones, but the really crazy ones is almost like, I guess it would be like yeah, it'd be like going out. And getting absolutely hammered and be like that—that that was really, really fun. And then you feel like the second you go out, even for just getting a coffee, you're like, oh, let's get absolutely hammered to get this go." <laughs> yeah. You know, like for a social event. Yeah. Like, dude, it's such a good social event. We had like 20 beers and like it was just off the chain. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, do we're gonna go for like just meet a couple of friends." Yeah, dude, let's get the 20 beers out again, let's go. <laughs> so, I can't do a social event without 20 it. beers, but in like in like two mouthfuls. Yeah, yeah, no concentrate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's like sculling vodka. Um, and no, working, exa- yeah, working exactly. out's
0: a daily thing. So, it can't, yeah. you can't be doing some like no. ritual that makes it some insane event. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, th- that that general kind of rule around pre-workouts, I think it's fine. And we're going to get to supplements you should take and uh, there's some element of pre-workout in there, but we'll kind of explain the context. But if you are one of those people that take it for the reasons we just explained, you need to stop. Mm. Um, okay. So, next, next one is and it kind of ties into the one after, but uh, L-carnitine. So, if you've ever had this powder raw before, uh, you'll know it's the most mm. disgusting thing ever. I thought it was creatine once. I mixed it in water. I drank it. It tastes like battery acid. Creatine
0: mm. also disgusting though. No, it's not.
1: Yeah, dude. Nah.
0: Bad like the Chinese creatine. Okay, the bad creatine,
1: yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Most creatine should be tasted. This is also. unflavored. Yeah, unflavored. So, um, L-carnitine is like a fat burner, right? In theory. But if you actually go and look at the research on it, there's a really good, uh, great resource for you guys actually. Probably should have talked about it earlier. Examine.com is uh i basically a, was it not for profit?
0: I no know they don't run I
1: think they don't run ads. We should double check that it's now. Been on for a long time. Been on for a long time, but they they were back in the day they were basically your go-to source for research on all different types of supplements and yeah, yeah they're still on there. So you can get a membership, that's how they make their money. But the best thing about them and what we like about them is they're not running ads all over their website. That's not how they make money, so they make money by you subscribing. But yeah, they they've got all these different supplements if you ever see a supplement that you're unsure about you can type it into examine.com and it gives like really easy digestible mm-hmm. information about the so i I'm putting in l-carnitine now gives you a summary to, it, it tells people what it is like in terms of its its compound what are the supposed benefits of it um, side effects downsides does it help with weight loss and then it gives you kind of the unbiased truth about it in uh, terms of doses and then it gives it, it kind of grades it on it, it starts putting basically uh, a few of the main side effects that it says that it uh, or that it's been tested for in the past and it compares those studies and it gives you you know uh, it gives you a rating as in like yes this is really good high quality research and yes it's very likely that based off this research you know these 25 studies it does you know reduce body fat or whatever by x percent uh, and then it might be like, okay and then it's also tested for like insulin help and uh, insulin resistance or whatever is what do the studies say you know, is the effect high? Is it low? So, it's a really good breakdown. Um, but if you go on and, you know, you look at L-carnitine, what you're finding is most of the research, which it's, it's marketed towards, which is fat loss, mm. it's not. It's not existent.
0: Which is a very minor effect.
1: Yeah. So minor that you, you may as well just like eat less. <laughs> you know, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Um, so, that's one bit, a bit of a waste of a product. And then the next one, which I guess kind of ties into that, is fat burners. I just hate the idea of fat burners. I just think um, it's just a mild version of te- sipping on an espresso all day, you know, and it's, it's just not good for your body. That's really the main thing It's like it just, it's, it's got stimulants, right? So, it's just constantly putting your body in a fight-or-flight response. It's constantly in a sympathetic state and that when you do that, you can't sleep properly, you can't digest food properly, you can't concentrate properly, uh, you can't relax. Like, you, you cause such a host of downstream negative effects from taking fat burners that you may as well just not have start, uh, started in the first place. And there's also that it's that it's like the fat burner effect. Like, oh, I'm taking fat burners, so I'm going to work out more, mm. and I'm going to like go into calorie deficit, and I'm going to eat less. It's like, well, you may as well just take a placebo if that's the case. Then you may as well just go on just, a fat burning uh, diet. Yeah, you may as well just take anything if if you need those to motivate yourself. So, not a huge fan of fat burners. I I get how they can work, uh, but for people's general overall health, it's mostly a downside. Mm. I don't know if you agree with that.
0: Yeah and just not I mean it can be a big effect but long term it's never a big effect. No, no. one's like "Oh, long term I've I've just managed to maintain a really good lean physique with my fat burners. No.
1: No absolutely not. It, like when a bodybuilder's cutting for a show maybe it's going to help get that last mm. little bit off because it's going to sweat a bit more and burn up some fat boost their metabolism but mm. it's not it's not a product you want to be putting in your body every day. Cool and then the last one and there's uh, this one kind of falls into the category of nothing inherently wrong with this particular food product but how it's marketed is very wrong. So, the last product I've got on the list here is casein. Now, if you haven't heard of casein before, basically when you when cheese is or oh, sorry, milk products are broken down, they, they they have whey that comes off of it, so whey protein which is that really high-quality protein that we all have and then uh, one of the other off-cuts of dairy is casein which mm. is a lower form, um, basically say a lower-quality protein. Now the marketing says that casein is a slow digesting protein, and therefore you want a slow digesting protein so that it releases uh, it releases amino acids into your bloodstream, which basically you know proteins, what proteins break down into, uh, into your bud, into your blood during the night when you're in a fasted state, so that you're constantly repairing muscle. That is the traditional marketing around casein. Uh, that's been proven to be incorrect. Um, it doesn't. It's not more beneficial. Uh, it's not a slow release than uh, whey protein it's just poorly digesting uh, so you just take casein and most people just have the experience it just causes them a gut issue so slow release fast release that sort of thing um, not something you should be concerned about
0: also just the release when you actually play it out and you eat food doesn't really play out very much you mm. so know like when they do uh, like the GI release of like carbs they always like test it like you just eat white rice but yeah. then in reality you like have fat with it and you have some protein and you have some vegetables and it blows the whole thing out of the water yeah so you know, trying to get something to like last you all night is just not necessary. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, nah, it's unnecessary. And you don't want necessarily heaps of food in your stomach anyway when no. you're going to sleep. You want a good sleep and that can affect good sleep if your guts are like constantly fighting throughout the night to digest something. Um, so
0: The strange thing is how people have like the double standards. They'll be like, dude, like the fasting is like really good for you. You got like three days, no food. Yeah, You can still stay jacked. Then they're like, oh, but you cannot go a whole night without casein protein. Yes. By 5am, so, there'll be no protein left." I'm like, it, it doesn't make one sense. One of these have to be right. <laughs>
1: yeah, So, uh, avoid casein. Uh, it's fairly unnecessary. Um, okay. So, well, I mean, get casein if you can't afford weight. <laughs> That's probably mm. the only time to get casein. Um, okay. So, let's transition into our top supplements that you should take. So, first supplement I've got on here is creatine.
0: Yeah. Well, all these supplements are good uh, and creatine can be good for a lot of people. I do think creatine is better for some people uh, and not as important for other people. So, probably particularly important someone that doesn't need any meat. Yeah, because their creatine stores are going to be low, right? That's that's pretty obvious. If you eat tons and tons of meat, maybe like I do, it's going to be slightly less important. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, but how many people eat as much meat as you? Not many, I would mm. say. But for most people, supplementing with two to five grams of creatine a day, probably five six days a week, you can have a t- couple of days off or whatever. You're going to get a lot of benefit from it, and it's not just performance and and aesthetics. It's it's also cognition. You know, most of the research coming out on creatine now is about brain function mm. and um, clarity of decision-making, memory, sleep. So, there's a lot of benefits from taking creatine outside of just increasing performance. Okay. So, the next one uh, we've I think got as well,
0: out well, of supplements, is you always want to think about the downside and mm-hmm. like some of the ones we avoided earlier, it's like such a limited upside but then there's this huge downside. Yes. Like a fat burner. But say something like creatine, even if it's only a small benefit, it's like, yeah, but there's like almost no downside. No downside. Usually, unless you, if you're buying the right one, it's like pretty cheap supplement as well. Yeah. Um, and you can take it every day and there's... No, unless you're doing some weird like creatine loading thing, it's generally like very little downside for you.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's quite rare but some people get like gas and bloating from it. Uh, one, it could be the quality mm. of the, the creatine and what it's mixed in uh, in those factories but if you use something like a like, uh, true proteins creatine, it's never really... It's not going to cause and, and you just issues. the right amount. Yeah.
0: Like three grams. Yeah, like very rarely have I ever heard that. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So um, next one we've got is greens powder. So we've got a greens powder in there... F- because like Raff's talking about upside-downside. This one most is pretty much all upside. We don't get enough vitamins, minerals, um, pre-probiotics throughout the day. Uh, and using a really high quality greens powder. We obviously use the activated nutrients top up because it's um it uses whole food vitamins and minerals, which digest better than synthetic ones. Uh it's it's a bit thicker, it's less kind of synthetic and less broken down, but We like a product like that just because I know I'm going to start my entire day and get going and there's just a small chance every day that I'm going to end up having eaten all the vegetables that I need to for the entire day to to tick all the boxes. And if I take a greens powder in the morning, not that it's my excuse to not eat those foods or try and eat those foods, but it's just my insurance in case Mm. I don't. And for the price you pay for like less than $2 a serve, like that's just, you know, you just can't beat that.
0: Yeah, and and if you look at science, you know, all the time, they're like, oh, we just found out, you know, this vegetable does this, Mm. and this thing does this, and for sure, that's going to keep happening, right? Like, they for sure don't know all the different benefits that come from food, but you can tell from the past that finding them all the time. So, this is just like your pretty cheap insurance against it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm going to take this. There's definitely some benefits we know from, like, the different vitamins that I'm getting I'm not getting from my diet. It's also really hard to work out what you regularly miss in your diet when your diet changes quite frequently, which is a lot of people. Yeah. You're like, oh, do I eat carrots? Oh, sometimes.
1: And like weekends are different. Yeah, you eat sometimes I've done
0: it all week when I stopped buying that dish I always bought. So, yeah. this is just like, oh, this just like keeps it regular. And I always think about it, it's like a little insurance, like maybe they'll find out down the road that this beetroot powder is like really good against cancer. Mm. Oh, lucky I was taking that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, cool. So, the next one we've got here, which is probably the most common supplement on earth is whey protein. I think it's just a great food source. I pretty much give it to all my clients because they're not eating enough protein. Mm. And honestly, for them to sit down and eat a whole food piece of protein throughout the day, uh, it's just not likely. They're just on the move all the time. They're on the run. They finish a workout. They've got to get to work. Um, It's just really good because you can carry this thing in a shaker all day and it doesn't have to be kept cold right? It's like super convenient to keep around. It, it, it just put that scoop in a dry shaker and just keep it all day and then it's just ready, it's convenient, it's fast to get it in um, and yeah, there's, it's not like you have to carry a meal around, yeah, keep it refrigerated and have a microwave nearby and have cutlery like it's just the, the convenience aspect of it and The quality of it that you can get these days for a whey protein is just—it just wins in so many different departments. And hitting your, as we know from from the research, hitting your protein targets is one of the most critical things you can do for body composition. So you've got to make sure that you're hitting your protein targets. Whey protein is a great way to do that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, you could probably put um, probably put all supplement like all good proteins into this. Could be like if you don't have whey, because whey doesn't work well for you, could be some good vegan blend of it, Mm. like rice or pea or something. But Exactly. If you just look at the research, nearly most people don't get to their protein target for the day. If you look at the average population, if you always hit it, yeah, you don't need it. Yeah. But if you're most people, it helps. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cool. And then uh, one thing I've got on here as well, which um, I think is a great product. Uh, Maybe you've taken some variations of it before, before, sorry, but ZMA is a great product. Uh, Zinc Magnesium. uh, It's a combo blend. Uh, True Protein is the one we take, of course. And
0: vitamin B as well.
1: Yep. And vitamin B. Uh, and obviously, magnesium is really good for central nervous system down regulation, so for relaxing, um, for helping you start the recovery process. Um, and obviously, the, mag- the, the quality of magnesium is very dramatically across mm-hmm. types and brands and I guess um, delivery styles, whether it's you know creams or stuff for your skin versus pills versus powders. Um, they've got you know, basically the, the best tested version of magnesium, the most well-studied version of magnesium and then zinc as well. Uh, we did an episode with a guy Dan, someone who I was forgetting his name, but he works with all high performers, Olympians, uh, CEOs, actors, Hollywood Hollywood stars, and he gets most of them to take zinc because based off their blood work, for whatever reason, in our diets we're low on zinc, and zinc is a is a limiter in rate. Sorry, a rate limiter in metabolism. What that means is basically if you don't have sufficient zinc you won't have your metabolism firing as fast as possible. And you want a fast metabolism because that way you can eat as much calories as possible and burn most of them off. So if you're low in zinc, it's a great way if you're taking it every day to keep your zinc stores full so that you can essentially burn or have your metabolism burning at the highest rate possible. And if it's low and you get that uptick, your body composition, your fat will come off um, almost immediately. So zinc, magnesium, great combination. Now, last... And and essentially probably the supplement I t- take without fail every single day is caffeine. Obviously, the most common is coffee, but yeah, other forms.
0: Caffeine is an interesting one because uh, obviously, like the ones we we said to avoid, it does have a downside. I think the reason it, we put it on the to take list is the effectiveness of it. Mm. Because while they're ones we put on the not-to-take list, you're like, oh, it's got some downside here, but it's just also not that effective. Mm. I think what you'd say with caffeine is, yeah, there's a, there's a downside, particularly if you abuse it. Really, the downside is in abuse, not in just... In it's road in the dose. Good yeah. yeah, it's in the dosage. Abusing caffeine is bad. Um, but in the right dose, I think because it's so effective and effective in the research and anecdotally, that you're like, oh, well, it's, this is one that's worth it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, there it is. That's uh, that's your top list. So let's,
1: let's read it again. So the main supplements to avoid, BCAAs. Pre-workout, L-carnitine, fat burners, and casein. Top supplements to take: creatine, a greens powder, whey protein, ZMA, and caffeine. So I pretty much, you know, follow that almost to the T. Um, you guys will taking fat burners. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, don't tell them. Uh, no, it's not. It's not fat burners. But it's It's different. It's BCAAs. <laughs> I inject BCAAs with clenbuterol. I mix it up in a blender, pour it into a needle, and inject it. So the Uh, basically what you guys can do is obviously pick some from the descriptions, maybe the areas you feel like you're deficient in and and, and get some benefit and also write it down. You know, Give it across to some clients. It's just a great list because clients will always want to know what supplements should I take and what should I not take. So make sure you guys are checking that out and then of course, make sure you check out True Protein as well. They're stocking most of those supplements at Activated Nutrients as well. They stock the greens powder that we use and then also follow our programs, mindmuscleproject.com slash programs to check that out. Guys, as always, if you enjoyed this just share it with someone, give it to a friend, give it to mom, dad, training partner, whoever you think would find use in it or you can share it on your social media. Either way, uh, we always appreciate what you guys do and we'll speak to you all next week. Thank you Project for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, the My Muscle Project to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star
0: rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to themindmuscleprojectcom forward slash The After Show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks
1: again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.